Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, just like a Murillo Crossfield ball. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win? Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of apply, see mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. Hello and welcome to another edition of Red Side of the Trent. This is Adam Wicklow bringing you your preview for the trip to Arsenal at the weekend. I'm joined by Amanda from the same old Arsenal podcast. Amanda, thank you very much for joining us. How are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you for the invite. Really excited to talk to rival friends. I love it. Yeah, so I watched actually Arsenal's game against Southampton and I thought, you got bullied quite a lot, but the referee didn't protect you at all. Would would, <laughs> would you feel like you got you you got robbed of two points there, or was it a draw, a rightful one, regardless of the refereeing quality? Do you know, do you know what? I don't think we got bullied because, funny enough, Ben White was asked that after by Sky Sports. What I think happened was we should have had at least two penalties, which is so strange. What was happening in this game? I, I really, I really don't understand how VAR has not stepped in. On so many occasions, I mean, you've got the Lianco headbutt, you've got the Jesus penalty, you've got the uh, Ben White penalty, you've got the Tierney. I mean, at least one, hundred percent, at least. And I think, I think Lianco was doing GBH for for two, at least two I mean, twice. I saw, <laughs> and it's really strange because we're not that sort of team where. Back in the early nineties, you know, we were the, uh, you know, we had a bit of bite about us, but we're just not like that. Even Jack has calmed down, you know, he, he's turned into Superman all of a sudden, but, um, and, and it was, it was really unfair, but I predicted to all, I had a feeling that we were going to draw. I really had a feeling where everyone was like, no, it's going to be four one. They're terrible. But going to the, you know, St. Mary's is not a good place for us. It's a bit of a bogey side. Mm. You know, you've got always those teams that, just very annoying it's like when Tottenham go to um the Etihad they always do well against City this year who knows but they often do well and Liverpool play well against uh City and you know we often do well at Stamford Bridge it's just different places Mm. and we never do well at the Saints and we hadn't played fantastic the last couple of matches at Leeds we got away with it in the second half as well so I wasn't surprised. Um, 
I thought we played well, some amazing football in the first half, but we didn't come out in the second half, Adam. You, and you know what? They were up for it. They changed the what they changed their tactics. Big up to I can't say his name, Hassan Tyler. Hassan Hootel. Hassan Hootel. There we go, Hassan Hootel. A big <laughs> up to him. And Southampton 100 percent deserved a draw. And but 18 months ago, we would have lost that. We would have lost that. So I'm proud that we we hung on for a point. Yeah, I mean, my, I, I wasn't going to ask you that about the Southampton game right off the bat. My first question was actually, how does it feel to be an Arsenal fan right now, sitting at the top of the league, two points clear after 11 games? Well, you know, it's really interesting because what your um, listeners don't know and obviously anything about me, but I've been going to football for about 49 years. I'm 53 and the first game I went to was when I was four. So I've been through it all. I've had the absolute rubbish for about 15 years. And then George Graham came in and we won a cup. You know, it was amazing for me because I'd never been to Wembley and we beat Liverpool in 1987. And from then on, really, it all got so much better. And, you know, George Graham, you know, I don't know, your listeners might not know, but on May the 26th, 1989, we beat Liverpool. It was the Division One then to win the league at Mm. Liverpool. And I was there that night behind the goal. And it was... It was fantastic. And then obviously Wenger comes in and we've got the most amazing football for 10 years. It's phenomenal. And then it all goes downhill. It it really does. I mean, obviously, you know, compared to other teams, I don't want to come across as spoiled. But we fell. And I mean, God, now we have, well, I say we, a lot of Arsenal fans were like bored of getting top four. We wanted to win something. We wanted a challenge, you know, and now we're, desperate to be in the top four which we haven't been for years we're back in Europa and then all of a sudden Arteta comes in and it's been very very divided but since day one I've supported him I can see what he's trying to do he has slowly got rid of what he needs and he's slowly brought in what he needs and all of a sudden we start the season and it it is incredible and I keep saying to all Arsenal fans enjoy it we know it's not going to last. We know we're not going to win the league. You can't beat Erling Haaland. He's such a beast. He's such a unit. He could win games on his own. If there was five in that team, he'd still win it. So we're just in, uh, trust me, trust me when I say this, and I probably can speak for 99.9% of Arsenal fans, we don't think we're going to win the league. We just pray we're in the top four. But when you look at United, Tottenham, Chelsea, at the moment, we're better than them. We, we play him better than them, but it all goes a bit peak tong with the World Cup coming. We'd, when we come back, we may not be as good as we've been, you know, but it's fantastic and I'm loving it. I love it every day. I keep going, we're at the top of the league, but you don't win anything in October, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to enjoy it while you can because it's been such a long time since you've been in the conversation as such. And and then it, and it's good to see because I've always liked Arsenal's football, especially under Wenger. It was phenomenal. There were some great players. Everyone loves Thierry Henry and, and people like that. It's, yeah, it's it's great. But my, you actually answered kind of one of my questions, which was going to be about <laughs> Arteta, because obviously I knew the there was a massive divide amongst the fan base whether to give him the time or or not, because some people don't see the bigger picture as it will. But you're obviously very happy of what he's doing now. 
Yeah, I'm, I am. And I think a lot more people have come around and a lot more people are eating humble pie. And a lot of the, there's a lot of podcasters for Arsenal and a lot of people that go on certain channels that said, you know, they wanted him out. Um, I know a lot of people like that. You, you know, Rome's not built in a day. He, he was left with quite a big destruction at our place. You know, with players on contracts, they should never have been there on these long contracts. There's so much. And, and in this day and age, and he walked in about, I think about four months before COVID, and he's had to deal with a massive club like Arsenal through COVID. He was one of the first people in this country to get COVID. So, it, you know, and we won the cup that year. And, you know, you have to give people time. You do, especially if you can see what they're trying to do. And we weren't terrible. We ended up eighth, eighth, sixth. So we're not in the bottom half of the league, but fans have to realise at times, you know, things take time. Obviously, if it's not right, if he was losing constantly, yeah, you have to get rid of I mean, like Villa have got rid of Gerrard. I sort of get it if you're down at the, down at the bottom, but we weren't. And fans, Arsenal fans needed a bit of patience. But no, since day one, um, I've championed him. Yeah, has he made mistakes? Of course he has. He's human. All managers make mistakes. Ferguson made mistakes. Pep makes mistakes. But I could I could see what he was trying to do. And I, I was... And, and also, he learned under Wenger and he learned under Pep. And they rate him very highly at City. That, well, I've got a lot of City mates. And they, they were saying when Arteta came, what a manager you're going to have. Mm. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? I believe that. And he played for us. I think a lot of people forget that it's Arteta's first job in as a manager plus how young the Arsenal team was when he took over and the egos of Ozil and Aubameyang and now he's yeah. got rid of them he's he, the, those young players have obviously now got a little bit older like Martinelli Saka uh, obviously the introduction of Erdegaard and now you've brought in Jesus and Zinchenko who are massive winners obviously coming yeah. from City do you think those two additions as well as a lot of other factors have, have changed your fortunes this season because obviously Jesus was a bit of a bench warmer for, for City as it well. He, he'd play against the lesser so, so-called sides and, and rack, rack up his tally there. But now he's kind of the main man at Arsenal or one of, and he's a serial winner being part of that City team. Do you think them, them two have kind of helped with that mentality to now for you to challenge at the top of the league? 100%. When you bring winners into a team, what does it breed? It only breeds, they want to win more. And they have slotted in. They, it's like they've been there for years. You know, Jesus is exactly what we've needed since day one. He is a fighter, his tenacity. And yet he, was, he didn't score enough goals at City, but they loved him up there. We took him, obviously, Arteta worked with him there. I was absolutely over the moon when it was hinted he was coming. Um, a few other Arsenal fans were a little bit not sure, not sure. But the reason, I'm just going back to Arteta a sec, is the reason it's true, Adam, it's his first job and a lot of Arsenal fans didn't want that. They wanted experience. You know, they wanted the Conte, who not doing very well at Spurs as far as I'm concerned. I wouldn't want to watch that football week in, week out. Um, and he's learning on the job. But he's learning on the job now and doing well. Now, Sinchenko, God, I love him. We haven't seen him for a bit, injured. I'm not sure he'd be playing on Sunday. Might be on the bench, not sure. I love him. I, I absolutely love both of those players. They have brought their winning man's mentality 
our players have welcomed them in and I love Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I just love him. I mean, he does not stop. He does not stop. He's, he's in my he, fantasy team and doing all right. So yeah, he is. He needs, <laughs> he does need to take a few more chances. You know, we had plenty of chances with him at Southampton and a few at Leeds, but it will come. It will come. I mean, I watched, I saw, I've been watching Match of the Day quite frequently. I, I didn't watch it while I was in the championship because it's boring, isn't it, when you're not part of it. But <laughs> um, there was a time when I think he played against Bournemouth and he took the ball down and he dribbled past like three players on the half after the half turn or something. I was like, I didn't realise he was that good. And and fair, fair play, like fair play to Arteta for bringing him. And, and obviously now he's probably really reaping the rewards of that regular football. Yeah. I did want to ask you about the All or Nothing documentary, if you've if you've watched it, and obviously what yeah. the reaction was amongst Arsenal supporters of one being having that access to to all that behind the scenes of, of what you don't see, and whether, like, after seeing it, does the mentality of Arsenal supporters change towards Arteta because they can see what he's trying to do and what madness he, he's obviously... Um, Unloading onto the players. I mean, the the whole Anfield get the speakers out thing <laughs> before a four 0 defeat is is quite comical in a sense. And obviously, his, his rage against us lot in the FA Cup is is quite a nice one for Forest fans. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Did it? Did it? Was it a good reaction? I think when we played Forest um, at your place in the cup was one of our biggest upsets in many years, and because we didn't try. You deserved it. It was a phenomenal game for your, you know, your fans. It, it still burns. And this is where the Arteta out started to really grow. Mm. Now, on our podcast, I had, uh, it's called Stuart the Photographer. He's the main photographer at the Arsenal. Um, and he's with the team 24-7 and Arteta and everything. Yeah. And I've had him on the podcast twice. Now, on the second time, I did. He did a speech. I don't know. If, do you remember the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've watched it. It was against when you played right, against Spurs. Spurs wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now he didn't tell me that on the podcast. We asked him. We said, "What's it like having Amazon follow you around?" Because it was during the period of time. Yeah. He never said anything. He did sort of wink at me and say, "Yeah, you'll see me a bit." And I didn't really catch on. So I'm not going to get <laughs> to my. But oh my god, that was brilliant. Now. <clears throat> two things here and I know it's going to sound weird and some Arsenal fans might not agree with me the best thing happened to us was missing out on top four last year a we weren't ready as much as we were desperate for it because obviously our arch rivals Tottenham beat us and then we lost to Newcastle and then Tottenham went on and I don't know a couple of points ahead of us and they got fourth we weren't ready we're not good enough for the Champions League but we are good enough for the Europa League and that is a, is a trophy that we could win we wouldn't be able to win the Champions League, but we could win the Europa League. So that in turn, although it was heartbreaking and gutting and everything, and we all desperately wanted top four, our injuries and the fact that we didn't have a full, you know, a big squad play part to that. Mm. So we come out of the season, you know, we've got to live with our arch enemies going, uh, you know what, enjoy your Thursday nights, we're on Wednesday nights and all that nonsense they do because <laughs> they think that's a trophy. Um, they haven't got any trophies in their trophy cabinet, but we won't go down that road. <laughs> um, but then the, the the all or nothing came out and um, I was, I mean, I loved Arteta anyway. I was more in love with him. Um, I didn't really understand what he was doing with the speakers and the Anfield thing. I sort of got it a little bit, but it was it was funny, but it was a bit, 
cringy. People were saying, oh God. And I was like, okay, look, this is him. He was trying to show the boys what the atmosphere is like when you never walk alone. You know, I've been to Anfield many times and there's quite a big myth about their atmosphere. It's phenomenal up to the, you know, you'll never walk alone. Then they go silent. And I've been there many a time when it's absolutely silent and you can hear our fans. Um, and those are days when our fans weren't as loud as they are now. And our, our atmosphere, and I'm going to talk about that, obviously, when you come to us for Sunday. But the All or Nothing documentary showed what he was trying to do. Mm. And it changed a lot of Arsenal fans' opinions. I mean, I fell in love with him even more. I didn't <laughs> think it was possible. Um, and everything, you know, how he protected the boys and how close he is to them and the Abamyang situation and, you know, everything that happened. Abamyang hadn't been doing it for, with us for many, many months. So it was the right thing to do. The reason we lost out on top four was because when he got rid of Aubameyang, we didn't bring a striker in. So then Lacazette wasn't scoring. So look, I think everything in life happens for a reason, Adam. And I, I'm happy where we are. You know, I'm happy in the Europa League. But this time, this season, I want to get back in the Champions League. Now we've got that added and you've got Saka and Martinelli. ESR has been injured for months. He's got to come back yet. Erdegaard, Jesus. I mean, we've got a talent there a plethora of talent mm. Thomas party in midfield is and let's just talk about Xhaka well that's that's one of my questions actually oh like, my life I've, I've I've wrote down the comeback of Xhaka question mark because I've never seen such a turnaround of a club captain where he basically is getting almost chased out of Islington I think that's yeah. where your ground is isn't it yeah he's getting chased out of London and basically saying the big the big two fingers to him. And then now you're singing songs about him. But you know um, what's mental? When he joined, okay, I was I always support our players. I I I don't listen to everybody else. I do what I, I've got a season ticket. I go, I watch, I go to away games as well. And I thought he just he's not, just not good enough. He's he, he constantly red cards, constantly fouling. You know, we have this thing now that when we see a tackle, like Harry Kane did a tackle a couple of months back, and uh, we'd go, if that was Xhaka, it'd be off red cards, you know, three-game mm. ban. It's all, it was regular. And then um, I, I always supported him, then I thought, oh, he's, he's really just not good enough. But we constantly said he's been played out the wrong position. He's not a defensive midfielder. He's not. But it, that's where he was being played game after game. Anyway, jump forwards. We've still got him every season. We're all like a bit, oh, for God's sake. There wasn't many defenders of him. I know one. I know one who defended him to the hill and still does and to this day. And then we had the situation where his family were getting abuse online, which was absolutely disgusting. And I felt so bad for him. I felt terrible. And then he threw his shirt, he got subbed and he threw his shirt on the pitch. And I was there that night and I, it was outrageous. And, you know, I'm an old school Arsenal fan. You don't throw your pitch on the, you don't throw your shirt on the pitch. You're gone for me. I don't want you in my club. And then people were saying, well, can't you understand what he's gone through? I said, you don't throw your shirt, not, not the Arsenal. No, I'm sorry. You don't. And then obviously he still stayed. And then I was, I was pretty much against him staying. No denying that. I always thought he's been played out of, you know, his position. And then Arteta comes in. He's still not, he's still not much different. And then plays him in a different position and bang, Adam. Oh my God. Scoring goals, not fouling anymore. 
doesn't get sent off. He's never had a song about him. We've got a new, we've got a song about him. He's loved to the hilt. It is like the biggest turn I've ever seen. I don't know in football, but it is bizarre. All he's been done is been moved forward in a different position in front of party. And all of a sudden he's scoring goals. Yeah. When does Granite Xhaka score goals? He scores Listen, well, it is. <laughs> Not really. and, 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 and when you see him play for Switzerland, he plays really well. So that was what was confusing. Mm. I was like, he's a really good player. You know, why is he not doing it for us? Why does he not do it for us? Why is he always constantly fouling? And, and he's really not. He's really matured. He's a, he's a good captain. He, he stops any trouble. And, and, and he was off, Adam. He actually said that he told Mikel he wanted to go to Roma or wherever it was. Yeah. And what happened was Mikel said, give me six months. I, w- I want to make, you know, I want, I want to make this work. Wow. Yeah. Like a new signing. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just a break in play to give a plug to my business. This is Reese off the pod. I have my own courier business, RL Delivery Service. I do local and GB deliveries. Good rates, fully insured. So give me a message on, it's RL Deliveries on Twitter. You can find it in my bio, which is um, Reese spelled R-E-I-S-S-N-F-F-C. Or I'm also on Facebook at RL Delivery Service. So if you do need anything moving, give me a message and I'd be more than happy to help. I mean, it's going to be uh, the battle of the Swiss in centre midfield because we've got our own Swiss Swiss man in Remo Froiler who's started to pick up a little bit of form. He, his, his nickname is, was the conductor at Atalanta as their skipper and he's come in with us and we're kind of going, is he? like He, just, he can't really pass a ball very well. And then the last <laughs> three or four games, everyone's going, all right, okay, this man has you to can play see. every game. Yeah, he has to play got... every game. And he was brilliant against Liverpool on Saturday as, as well oh, as as well, as, well as the other as well as the other 10. We'll, we'll get onto that in a little bit. But... I know you've said you don't think you'll win the league. What, no. Why? Why do you think that? What's What's your one thing that's <laughs> stopping you? Is it Is it squad depth or is it just quality? Because City it, are ridiculous, yeah. aren't they? The one thing stopping is is Erling Haaland. I mean, come on, have you ever seen a player like it? Well, I went City away and he scored a hat-trick in the first half against I mean, (laughs) I think he's going to score virtually every game and it's going to be one thing we've never seen, maybe 30, 40, even possibly 50 goals from him if he stays fit because he does have a history of, you know, injuries and things. Um, Unbelievable player. Even my Man City season ticket holder friends cannot believe what they watch. Hmm. They said we could be on the floor not even playing well. And 10 seconds later, we've scored two goals because of him. I said, and, and that's it. And Man City are um, backed by billions and billions. We have our own billionaire that doesn't really <laughs> step in like that. Um, we won't, we're not, we're not good enough. We, if we went to, if City were on their day and we were on their day, we'd give them a really good game. But I, I couldn't see, I can't see anyone touching them, to be honest. 
Um, but again, the World Cup is going to interrupt a lot of our flow. If we beat you on Sunday and then Chelsea, we will be top going into the World Cup, <clears throat> which leads us to Boxing Day. We play West Ham at home. <clears throat> Sorry, Boxing Day night. Um, which I'm outrageous about, to be honest, 8 p.m. on Boxing Night. But anyway, that's another thing, TV companies. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I can't see it. I can't, I can't, I, I mean, honestly, we're fighting for second. That's what. That's how I see it. And if we can keep our players fit, which we don't often do. I mean, Haaland isn't even going to the World Cup. I don't know if you've seen oh it on Twitter God. where someone someone posted a video of like Haaland during the World Cup. And, and I've mentioned this before, and it's a, a montage of Ivan Drago training against Rocky because everyone says he's like him and he's like a, he's, he's made in the lab sort of thing. But He's like we'll, an Amazon, isn't he? He's fantastic. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, I mean, any, any team would want him. Oh, my life, any team would want him. Yeah. And it was interesting because Erdegaard knows him. And I think yes. Erdegaard said, come to Arsenal, and he just laughed. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to get the money. And also his dad played for City, didn't he? Alfie yeah, he played, he, played, he played for us as well. And he played oh, for Leeds. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay, yeah. So let's talk about, obviously, the game that's going to come up on Sunday. Um, weirdly enough, it's not a Sky Super Sunday game, which is very strange. I don't understand why. But... I'll tell you why, because we're playing Thursday night. So, is that what it is? Yeah. So when we play Thursday night, every one of our games is on Sunday. It's either Sky or it's not going to be shown anywhere. So this one's not going to be shown. It's not a Sky match. It's just pushed because we're very, playing. We're in Holland Thursday night, so that might I know you're playing PSV, aren't you? Of a, an advantage, really, with the tiredness and stuff. I, d I did want to ask you though. Did <laughs> you did you catch our brilliant result against Liverpool? I'm not saying it's a surprise yep. because the Premier League is a division of surprises all the time and, yeah. and when teams are on one one people are on their day anyone could be anyone in this league i watch i watch the whole game because i don't only just watch arsenal i like watching i love yeah. seeing the underdog always support the underdog um and i thought you were magnificent but let me just go back to your spurs game i was so angry with you lot because <laughs> you had so many chances against oh, I know, spurs I know. and you didn't take them and that's going to be a downfall you make so many chances yet you don't you don't convert them yeah. and we were sitting there watching your tottenham i think it was a 12 o'clock kickoff i think or whatever if you whenever you played them and we're like not even how have they not got four goals and yeah. then tottenham go and beat you against liverpool Brilliant time to play Liverpool at the moment. They're really struggling, but you did very well. Yeah, I watched that game. I think the, the, the problem, the difference between us playing Liverpool and Spurs is we played an out and out number nine against Liverpool and he ended up scoring the winner. So I think if we play him against against you guys on, on Sunday, it's going to be an interesting battle between him, Saliba and, and Gabriel, whoever he kind of chooses as his victim, as I like to call it, because he's a, he's, a, he's a bit of a handful. He's not the most technical player, as you probably he's saw. he's a handful. He's yeah. just all legs and arms. He's like one of them, uh, people, like one of them like floaty, wobbly things outside car uh, sales places, if you know what I mean, the ones that are in the oh, wind. Oh, okay. He's just like one so of them, you, just, so you just mean limbs he everywhere. Sort of, he's everywhere and he could get a penalty against Saliba or Gabriel or something. Yeah. Oh, my life. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what, what's, what are Arsenal's... Like real strengths, like what would you say that how how would you say you Arsenal will probably score a typical goal if you're gonna score if you're gonna play against us, especially with how we're playing at the moment, which is more counter attack, sit deep, and then and kind of pick our moment, which we did against you in the FA Cup last season, to be fair. I think 
I, I don't recommend teams to sit deep against us because once we break you down and score, you've got to come at us. And then when you give us space, we'll go and score again. Mm. That's how confident we are at the moment. Um, it will be one touch football. It'll be very fast paced. The only thing is, I don't know who he's taking to Holland, um, the Netherlands on Thursday night. We want him to take at least eight or nine reserves and keep it for Sunday because as I told you before, Leeds, not so great. Southampton, definitely terrible in the second half. So we want to see a really good performance. We want to keep that momentum going in the league. Um, I think it will be interesting if you do do that. And I think it, if you do that, it will be a slow game. If you do your low block or whatever you're going to do and catch us on the break. Um It'd be interesting to see. I, it depends. You see, if we did this interview Friday and I knew who we'd played Thursday night, I could say if he does make rotational changes on Thursday and keeps a lot of them back fresh for Sunday, because that's what we need, um, it'll be very fast tempo from the off, Adam. That's how we start now. Yeah, which is a scary thought. I, I, I personally think it will go in similar terms of the Brighton game where we kind of, we were deep and Brighton were really good, but we didn't have the outlet of the number nine. I think if we have the outlet of Orny up top, it will provide us something to at least aim for in, in that way. But where do you see like the key battles where like on, on the pitch, midfield or, or, or more <clears throat> out wide? I think more midfield and defence with us, with you. Um, I think you're going to have trouble if Saka's rested. He's, he's on fire at the moment. Touch wood. I'm just touching some wood. Because I don't... Do you know what? I was on a Liverpool pod about a year ago and I raved about Erdegaard and he was absolutely atrocious against them. And I was just like, no, because I've raved and raved about him. So I don't want to say anything. At the moment, I think you've got to contain Jesus. And because of all the uproar about penalties and stuff, I think the ref uh, hopefully will be a fair ref. You know, if we, I'm, I'm always honest, you know, if, if, if I feel Saliba or Gabriel's given a penalty away, I always say it. You know, I, I'm not one of these. I'm not a typical football fan. I'm not biased at all. Um, but I'm hoping that we come out fast against you and the battles will be, ev they'll be everywhere, to be mm -hmm. honest. You're a very um, tenacious side. You're going to go for it. There's no point not going for it. I don't. Where are you in the league, Adam? Are you quite low down? So we're, we're bottom on goal difference with Wolves, but we should really be... Yeah. Above above wolves because we gave them two yeah. we gave them an extra two points than they should have got really yeah but I think I think that midfield is is massive obviously I'd, I if if you're fully fit I'd imagine it would be a uh, Thomas Partey, uh, Xhaka and an Erdegaard against Kiate Yates yeah. and Froiler who are all very very kind of physical players Froiler is more of our technical kind of guy in there and the other two are kind of destroyers and like. Yates is a very Yates and Kiati actually are very very athletic players, and I expect them to get right in the faces if they can of of that midfield. But the problem is, is they can all play football, whereas our three can't all play football, unfortunately. So that does worry me a little bit. And the one thing that does worry me about up front is Jesus is like always on the move. He's an active yeah. kind of centre yeah. forward, whereas. Steve Cook and McKenna, as much as they've been really good the last four games, because we've only really conceded twice now in the last four, one of them only been from open play, the other one was a penalty. They are not the most agile of centre-halves. 
to contain someone like Jesus, especially if he drops in the pocket. But the problem is with that is he's not in the box then to put the ball in if it comes in there. So that'll be an interesting kind of thing to watch as well, I suppose. And then obviously Martinelli and, and Saka, as you say, are on form and they both terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> and also you've got um Xhaka scoring goals it's not just our number nine yeah it's just you know and it's coming from you know if Martinelli has a quiet time you've got Xhaka scoring you know if Jesus then scores and or Odegaard it, it is coming from all areas but again I'll say again Adam it depends who he takes Thursday night we've yeah. got a big game Thursday night we just need a point and we're top and we're through and we'll, we'll be um will be top going through, which is important. Um, and then we've got to travel back from Holland Thursday night, Friday. It's not easy, but, you know, being in Europe isn't, and I would never ever not want to be in Europe. I've been there too many times when we weren't. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be a good game. I think it'll be a good game on Sunday. I mean, I mean, Holland's not too far. I don't think Eindhoven's that far, is it? So uh, No, I it's could... not that, but it's still, you know, we're playing uh, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday. So it's constant. Yeah. And we've not done that for a few years. Uh, well, four years. We haven't been in Europe. So, or three years. I, can't, I don't know. I'm not good <laughs> on stats. Um, so, and we've got a young team that is constantly playing. Saka's played every game. You know, it can't, there comes a time when you, he needs to rotate. And I think, I hope he does it Thursday night. I, I, can, I can imagine you maybe resting like maybe like half and half. I mean, that would probably be something ideal. But yeah, where if you're fully fit, where yeah. where do you think Forrest could exploit Arsenal this season? Where do you do you have any weaknesses? Would you say? Um, if we play the high line, um, I don't know if you saw us against Old Trafford. That's the only one we've lost this season. Yeah, I watched it. Um, yeah, it wasn't good, and I think he's not going to do that again. Um, I'm hoping Tierney will play left back because Tommy Asu was brilliant against Liverpool, but it didn't really work against Southampton. So you would be able to exploit that if Tommy Asu's there. And I love Tommy Asu. We all love him, but he's a right back, not a left back. Yeah. Um, I don't really know, Adam, to be honest, because we've been playing well. Um, so is it more, more of a case of you beating yourselves? Yeah, it depends if we turn up. Yeah. To, to, no disrespect to you at all. If we turn up, and we have one of those games, we should win, shouldn't yeah. we? You know, the only thing I would say, if it was the other way around and we were coming to Forest on Sunday, oh, I'd be nervous. <laughs> coming to your ground. I mean, I, I've been a lot of football grounds around the country. I've never been to yours, actually. It would be great to come one day. But your, your fans and your atmosphere is phenomenal. It yeah. is, it's like proper old school football supporting fans I love it I think it's great it's been it's been really good this season bar yeah. probably Bournemouth and Fulham the two games where you think right well this is where we really need a result because there are like rivals there towards the bottom obviously Fulham are doing pretty well and we lost both of those games because the atmosphere was shambolic in, the, yeah. <laughs> in all honesty so it really makes a difference if you're behind the fans and I've been banging on about this for the last 18 months and all of a sudden we are it's great it's wonderful You'll get allowed 3,000 at the Emirates on Sunday, trust yeah. me, or they'll be non-stop. Even if we're losing, it doesn't really matter. So, they've, And they've, so will we. We've got yeah. a new new group called the Ashburton Army. Right. right. Wonderful. <laughs> Are you part of that? No, it's in the clock end. It will be near you. It will right. be near the away fans. Okay. So that'll be that'll be a fun time for whoever is making it to the Emirates and, and whatnot. So, but where... 
Can you can you give me a, a lineup prediction? I know you can't give me a lineup prediction because you're playing on Thursday. I know you mentioned this, but what would you ideally like to see against us on, on, on well, Sunday? It's really tough because Ben White has been absolutely superb on the right. But I think I'd probably go Tommy, I'd go uh, Ramsdale, Tommy Asu, uh, Saliba, Gabriel, Tierney, Jacopati. It's tough because we've got Martinelli, Erdegaard, Jacob, Saka. Jesus, yeah. I think that would be roughly my team. Eddie on the bench. If Sinchenko's fit, he won't be match fit. So I'd like to see him on the bench. Vieira's done brilliant as well. We've got Marquinhos. We've got some really good players on the bench as well. So that that that's that's who I would say. I just want us to come out and and beat the living daylights out of you, not because <laughs> it's you, but because we haven't done that for the last couple of games and we need to. Yeah. Who would you say you're you're fearing from a Forest point of view? I don't know, and if I'm honest, I don't know half the names of your players. <laughs> We've brought in about twenty-two. It's been yeah, for, you for in our own supporters about four hundred and eighty. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's going to be one of those good games, as you said. Your support's going to be loud. Our support's going to be loud. So the atmosphere should be brilliant on Sunday. Um, and it's all it, listen. Anything can happen. It all turns up on the day. What, go, what decisions go for you, what rubber the green you get, what ball falls for you. No one can predict anything. Did you think when Liverpool came to you that you could beat them? That I you mean, would beat them? Probably. I, don't, I think I'd say 99% of Forest fans predicted a loss or a draw. Yeah. And I think like the one part, 1% of crazy said, yeah, we'll beat them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you, you looked at, I was watching Tottenham Newcastle the other day and obviously thrilled that Newcastle won but they're up and coming a lot of different teams this year that can can beat you it's Mm. going to be very interesting just like City are like the elite and then you've got the rest of us anyone can lose anywhere it wouldn't surprise me if you gave us a really tough game on Sunday yeah before I get a score prediction you told me off air that you had a message from Kevin Campbell who, who, who famously played for both sides um so, yeah, I, if we can hear it, then that, that would be brilliant. Yep, let me play it. Hold on a second. Make no sure I've got my sounds up for you. Yep, this is from Kevin. Hold on. Message for the Forest fans, obviously. Um, it's great to see all of a sudden they've started to understand what the Premier League's about. If you don't give goals away and you can nick one, you stand a chance. So I'm really pleased for them. I'm pleased that they got a great win, especially against Liverpool, obviously, with my Everton connection. And, uh, you know, I wish them all the best, just not against the Arsenal, obviously. <laughs> Love them. Take care. Oh, it's so lovely, isn't it? Brill. Um, I've got a weird question, actually, before I get a score one off here. So it's, obvious, it's known that Forrest gave Arsenal the colours that they play in before when they, when they were when you were Woolwich Arsenal I believe or maybe even before do you, do you, what colours would you think you'd play in if we never gave you the red and white oh wow what a question Adam you should have asked me that before we came on air <laughs> um what would you play in I didn't know that did you know? I, no that is <sighs> something I did not know I'm going to ask my dad um yeah we were Woolwich Arsenal weren't we in yeah. in South East London that the North London uh, Tottenham fans get upset about. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. 
we're, we've always been red and white, yellow and blue. We're now black. We've got pink. We've got loads of different colours. <laughs> but we probably would have been red and white because Def- Tottenham were blue and white. So Def- definitely, definitely a trivia question for you. Yeah, for wow, something there. new. Yeah, absolutely. But what can I get a score prediction off you, Amanda? Yeah, um, I'm going three-one to the Arsenal. Any any score scorers? Who who would you say would score? <laughs> I'm praying for a Jesus hat trick. Well, he's, he's in my fantasy team, so that that would like, <laughs> so soften lose... the blow. It'd soften the blow. <laughs> if you're gonna lose, you're gonna lose to Jesus. Um, yeah, maybe Jesus gets two and um, Martinelli gets one. But he's on a bit of a goal drought, so I'm, yeah. I'm hoping that continues. But Amanda, thank you very much for joining us on Red Side of the Trent. If Forest fans want to hear an Arsenal perspective on, of, of a preview you might do on your podcast. Where could they find it? Well, it'd be lovely, actually, if you come on the show because we're doing one post-game on Sunday evening at 8 o'clock on the same old Arsenal channel on YouTube. And we're with me and two others who are going to be... Well, one other, two, three of us, two of us are going to be at the game. So we'll be coming back and talking all about it. And we're very... We're not shouty, mad. We will say exactly what happened you know, with any decisions and everything. So you're welcome. Come in the chat room, show us your, um, show us your colours, your Nottingham Forest, <laughs> and send us some questions. So same old Arsenal, YouTube, 8 o'clock on Sunday night. But there's loads of shows to watch, and that's where we are. Okay, Brill, thank you very much. You are welcome. Thanks for having me on. I'd say good luck, but I don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> good luck for the season, just not for Sunday. Thank you. Just a quick one as well from all of us on this podcast. This is something that we all share and it's something that myself and I'm sure the other guys have noticed as well is that a lot of people, especially Forest fans, as that's what mostly I do have on my Twitter, um, seeming to struggle a little bit with their mental health at the minute. You know, if you are struggling, um, by all means, message the pod and one of us will reply to you or message somebody on Twitter you know, use the forest timeline with the hashtag or just to make sure you talk to somebody rather than doing anything silly. Um, there is plenty of options out there. You know, if you also want to talk to someone in confidence, there's, you know, charities like Mind who will help you. Um, but just make sure you just talk to somebody rather than, you know, doing anything silly. I think that's um, an important message to relay um, to anybody who listens to the pod who might be struggling at this time. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage of McDelivery. You win? Order now on McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.